Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. It's Green and Gold over everything, and this is episode 10. And as, if you can tell already, you can see my vibe, and you're probably saying, Darrell, you're a lot happier this week. Well, that's because for the first time in, in about four or five weeks, in about a month, I can actually smile heading into this one. We can actually have something positive to talk about heading into this one. So, hey, Green and Gold over everything, episode 10. We got a recap. Uh, Packers and Rams, and then we're going to preview Steelers and Packers. My girl D Chambers coming in from Sports and Coffee to talk uh, about the Steelers and the Packers game, and she's going to give her two cents on how the Packers should or how the Steelers can beat the Packers. And of course, I'll give my sense on how the Packers can beat the Steelers. Let's go ahead and get it. Green and gold over everything. Episode 10 starting now. For weeks, ladies and gentlemen, that was the only thing that could make me smile. It's the only thing that could make me smile for weeks. I, I, we, we went into games. It was just like, all right, I need something to pick me up before I talk about this downer. Uh, but this week, it's a completely different dream because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The Packers won a game. And it's so, so refreshing, especially since it's been a month since we had a chance to talk about a Packers victory. But with me today, of course, my guys. My guys, uh, my green and gold over everything Packer analysis, uh, analyst, excuse me, my guy, Mr. Randall Burns, my boy, Mr. Deshaun Rucker. We in the building. We here to talk about this Packer football. Look, fellas, um, we got a win to talk about. Okay, we got a win to talk about, and I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh, The Packers winning their game on Sunday, 20 to 3. Over the L.A. Rams. Now, I went into this game personally, fellas, thinking that uh, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I went in there like, hey, I wasn't going to pick the Packers in any more games until they won a game. And then I started being nice to them again. But, hey, 20 to 3, Packers get the win. Randall, I'll start with you, man. What were your thoughts on the game? Joe Barry might keep his job if he keeps this up. Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. As much as, yo, <laughs> as much as we want him going. You look at the scores of these games, right? I'm just saying, you look at the scores of these games. 
I did, uh, so Averaging, I, yo, you, <laughs> you giving up less than twenty points. It don't look good, but the defense. You can't complain about them. They hold yeah. up the end of the bargain. Man, you know what? Yeah, I, I wish you wouldn't even say that. Even though I'm just saying, a, even though what you're saying is true, it is. I mean, if you go back and look at it, three points, seventeen points, eighteen points, eighteen. They're, they're not scoring over twenty. And and uh, the one time they scored over twenty was when the uh, Lions scored over twenty. I think everything else is under twenty points. Remember how Rasul was talking? He was like, "Guess we can't give up no points. It's it's not their fault." Oh man, I wish you wouldn't say. Even though that, I know what we you're all want them right. going, but that, that was too soon, man. Too man, soon. I know, man. You oh man, we're trying to keep the mood show going right off the bat. He see how you Andy from Jersey, so <laughs> Joe might know. walk. Joe might walk in there and be like, "Hey, maybe it's Matt's the problem, not me." Oh, wait a minute now. Don't look, please don't get that point. You know what? No, no, no. Now I'm on the burn train. Yeah, do that. Do that. Man, do you want somebody moving? Do you want Joe Burr to be the next head coach? Look, the way the Green Bay think he'll be the next head coach. We do not want that. Be very careful about what I know. (laughs) But yeah, uh, Randall, what were your thoughts about the game, man? Um, as usual, first half. Okay, so you know what? I can't even get on them for the first half because you had the the BS off it offsides call, fumble. They were moving the ball. They just couldn't get in the end zone. You got a midfield goal, and then you know second half. Matt comes out. They do what they're supposed to do. I good game. And for me, it's like this: all I care about for the rest of the season is Love's progression. Who's who's going to be wide receiver one? Probably Devontae and Wicks. That's it. Give me my t- my pick between five and ten. <laughs> that's your wish list. That's that's, that's list. it. <laughs> hey, D like, man, <laughs> go ahead, right, right. Let me finish. I think like so. Who had that press conference this week? Right. Kind of called out the offense. He was like, "Look, I knew we would struggle. I didn't think the offense would struggle this much." They asked him about love. You know, is it going to take next season to you know determine if he's going to get the extension? He goes, "I hope not. I really hope he shows it in the next ten games." He goes. He's got things to work on, but uh, I'm impressed. And then somebody threw up the stats, far stats through this many games, Rodgers, not that dissimilar. And this dude is throwing to the worst wide receivers that either one of them had, like Favre had Sterling Sharp. Rodgers out there throwing the dudes that was in the NFC Championship the year before and a great offensive line. And like I always joke, love got kids. You know what I mean? You got dudes still learning how to play wide receiver in the NFL. Right. You got an offensive coordinator. That's not doing you any favors. He finally started pulling some, you know, looked like he was dialing things up this week. But y'all got to get to do props. He He's succeeding in the face of a lot of BS. Yes, 100%. I agree I, with it's that. not been perfect. There's things he's got to work on mechanically. Um, I don't know. Can I shout out the JTO Sullivan joint he does? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, We're all about green and gold. He's you know, back we in JTO Sullivan does this thing called QB school analysis. He, he goes through about eight QBs a week. Every th- single throw, but he always makes sure he does the pa- Jordan Love. And a lot of things he says is that he's got to stop bouncing at the at when he finishes the drop. That's when the misses come. Um, he likes this. He's like, he goes, look, there's some throws that Love can make that only Mahomes and Allen can make the sidearm stuff. He says he's got enough arm strength. He says if he could just tone up his mechanics, start processing things he, the way he was the first two games of the season. He said the Packers got a quarterback. He, and he said, and Goot said it, and he said it. I love that what Goot said. They said, are you evaluating him like a fourth-year player? He said, no, because that would be wrong. I'm evaluating him like a guy that's playing his first game, and he needs reps. Right. I mean, it's his first season. He goes, this is a first-year starter. 
that needs reps. And as long as I see him going out and improving on the mistakes, not making the same mistake three or four times, I feel like he's progressing. So I'm glad at least Goop is looking at it from a realistic standpoint. You're not expecting this guy to step in and play like he's been playing for the last three years because he hasn't. And Ruck always said it, and Ruck was right. He needs reps. There's no other way to get this. It can't be, well, he, he practiced for three years. That ain't the same thing. No, nah, not at all. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not the same thing. It's like you, and, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, the reps are important. Uh, I think I'm glad that Gooten is thinking that way because they had yeah. me worried when I saw the, the, the first compressed conference. Like, Ooh, we don't know after the 10. Like, all right, now stop talking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he doesn't have anybody, you know. Nobody, you, you didn't if anything is your fault because you didn't give him anybody. So, if if he doesn't succeed this year, for me, I think it's, it's on him. I, I'm sorry, it's 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 on him, it's on Matt, it's on those two guys alone. Uh, if he doesn't succeed this year, Matt, because Matt ain't put him in the right positions, and yeah. then and and it'll be Goot's fault because he didn't give him no help. Those would be you, my two things on that. You familiar with um Quincy Avery, quarterback coach? A lot of guys use. I heard of Quincy Avery. So, somebody I talked about how love's not working too well, and Quincy Avery was like, the man doesn't need to keep throwing stick eighteen times a game. Like he was like, this scheme is outdated. He's not putting him in the best position to succeed. And he's like, the Rams game was the first time he did. And he's like, it shouldn't have to take you playing against your buddy that you're trying to show him up for you to get creative. Yeah. I got to make my brother look bad. Like, <laughs> I gotta... <laughs> why are you spraying to the sidelines when this dude is really good over the middle of the field? Why are you not letting this dude take off? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. D, we had to you, brother. Thoughts on the game. I know we talked a little bit before. You was like, man, it was love wasn't looking pretty. About to take this nap, and I understand it completely. Uh, but uh, exactly what's your thoughts on the happened. game, brother? That's exactly what happened. I think I turned the game on, and I was like, ah, I saw two plays, and I said, yeah, man, I think this nap is about to be real good. And I took the nap, and I got up, and I was scared because you know, I usually grab my phone first, and I said, you know, I'm going to go right to the score. So I go to my bleacher report, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. So I did a couple scrolls on Instagram real quick. You know, I hit Facebook once. I think I text somebody. Then I was like, you know what? Stop being a punk. Go look at it. <clears throat> and I looked at it, and I said, okay. So I have a routine now. Now I look at it. I look at the stats. I envision in my head what I think is going on. Then I – go to uh, my Apollo group and I'm able to rewatch. So I'm looking at it and I agree with Burns. This is probably the first time that I've seen some offensive variety is what I will call it. Right. And variety meaning not only stick routes, not only outside routes, um, deep posts and deep flags, but stuff that was over the middle, stuff that was crossing and even a hint of motion. But it, it, as much as this is a copycat league, it always takes takes me back to football is a fundamental thing, right? You have a hat on a hat, right? There are going to be some spaces, especially on offense, that you can get movement from your quarterback and your offense and skill positions to put them in good one-on-one -on -one matchups. Moving the pocket is something that I haven't seen them do yet. I haven't seen them do a lot of Screen passes. We haven't really ran screens since Mike McCarthy was there, right? Um, get creative with some of these underneath routes and then stack them with something that's another dig or in on top of that. 
And here it is. We're talking about these things. You're talking about people that get a million, millions of dollars to put this stuff together. How can't you see it? So right. that's, it, that's it, made, it made me think about, one, not only what is going on on Matt's play sheet, but then also, is Jordan even in a position to come back to the sideline and say anything? So then that's when I give the pause back to Jordan and say, you know what? I got to get a kid some 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 grace because he's probably not in that position yet. Like I watched the thing that Burns sent us about the QB school and it was great. Mm-hmm. Jason, I watched it too. Did a great job with that. Um, one thing that I will say would say to him and say to every Packers fan out there, the mechanics that you're talking about, you got to understand this is three years of watching 12 mm-hmm. do it and be successful. Right. So that bounce is not going to go anywhere. The sidearm that he has that he got from 12, that he got from Mahomes, he also was leaving his back foot just like 12 did. But 12 is special with I can leave my back foot and, a laser. and really make that, that throw. So, but to Burns's point, to everybody's point, put him in more of those positions. Right. I think the other thing to the wide receiver core, put them in more positions. Listen, Musgrave is probably going to be the guy that Goop thinks is the next Travis Kelsey. Okay. Here's one thing I want to see, though. Put him in positions that Travis Kelsey is in. Send him over the middle. Send him on tight end screens. Have him chip block and then come across the middle. Do some of those things so I can see if he has that type of skill set. Because the stick routes that you're running with him, the flags, and even some of those early slants, that kid don't have it yet. Plus, he just don't want to catch the ball in certain situations. Oh, yeah. So it's a lot going on. Um, I hate that Burns brought up Barry's defense. (laughs) I hate it, too. I hate it with all my heart. It looked okay. And I'm just going to say okay. Um, But even that, I feel like it really always circles back to the front office. This is where we're at. And I'm fine. Like I told you guys before, I'm on the love train, right? I'm fine. But this is the key time for management to really say, how are we going to build this team around him? Because And not only around him, you got to build around 97. You got to build around seven. You Listen, you even got to build around Wicks. And and you gotta decide what you want to do with AJ and Dylan. He's gone. You no, know? I think Dylan well, got to go. Listen, I got on. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, and it's sad because what happens with some of our backs that have been good backs for us that go to other places, they get a little revitalized and they they find another gear. But I think it's also because we give up on certain folks too soon. We can't. How much of it is AJ's fault if we're still mix matching what our line looks like? Every game that's true, and then we and then here's the other thing burns goo. Where's the death? So where's I can speak death? to that. So Ken English had a um he had a really good pod the other day, and he was like, The Packer financially is just worse than everybody thinks. There's only six million dollars in cap available right now, and he's like, Next year it doesn't get much better. So the rate, I think it's the Ravens or the Steelers, one of their free agent running backs, the Packers tried to get him. Packers didn't couldn't offer the same amount of that undrafted free agency guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So that's why he said that's one of the reasons you see Goop trying to get all these picks. 
because it's like, all right, if I can draft you, I have to bring you in at that scale. Right. And those guys that he usually would hit on that undrafted free agent, undrafted free agents, they don't got the money, extra money lying around to get it. They said that dude got, I think, fifty thousand guaranteed, and basically Goot had to split that fifty thousand amongst the undrafted free agents we brought in. Mm-hmm. So he said, like, there were guys that the Packers were calling up that they wanted, mm-hmm. and they was pretty much getting laughed at. But to not defend Goot, you brought this dude in. And instead of signing him, you took Lou Nichols, who I don't even know if he's still on the team. Mm. So I don't know what you saw on Lou Nichols because it seemed like he was an A.J. Dillon type back. And then speaking of next year's cap money, it doesn't get better. But he said that's one of the reasons you see Goot trying to get all these picks because it's like, look, I'm not going to be able to force some of these guys in these later rounds, so let me yeah. draft them. And then when 2025 comes around and I really have the money. We're going to boy, we're going to And I think boy. that's what we're going to see again. Like, <laughs> I think back to that year that he got. Z and he got Preston. So it's like, okay, so you got good eyes, you know what talent looks like. Right, right, right. So now when you got a full cap slate, now there's no excuse. And this is what that's what Ruck. I know I'm gonna know if he don't do anything good, I'm gonna hear from Ruck because we're gonna be like, Well, he had money this time. Well, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be right there with him. I think you know, (laughs) you know why you know why I say that, Burns, because so one of the things that happens in in team building is that you look at everything. You look at the draft, you look at free agents, you look Mm -hmm. at undrafted free agents, you may look at even CFL and everything, and then you start looking at money. I don't think that he's ever looked at the talent and scaled out the talent correctly to say, this is going to cost me this amount of money three years down the line. Like, any, any, I think one of the best jobs that I've seen a GM make over the last, I say, 10 years, and it, it will work in football as well. Look at what Sam Presley did in OKC. Mm. He took the talent when he had the chance to take the talent. The other guys that were coming up that demanded the money, he let them go and start building with draft picks. But what he always did is he always undergirded that thing with solid veterans that can be there and not cost a lot. And if they're going to their long tooth years, hey, if I lose them, I lose them. Or he traded them. And, he and, traded and he got more picks for them. Else. And he got more picks for them. It was brilliant. We haven't, we haven't done any of that, right? Even when we talk about the trade for the trade that we had with the Raiders, what in essence did we get back that was tangible for 17? The problem for, with for that was. He wouldn't sign the franchise tag. Had he signed the tag and forced the Raiders to give up two picks, the two ones, it'd have been different. Adam said he was not signing that tag no matter what. So so here's the thing. I'm but I'm looking at a situation where the Raiders are gonna go, the Raiders are always gonna go all in on something like that, right? Right. Okay. Then in this deal, I know, and here it is another young kid that can catch the ball, that's still in that minimum range, why does Hunter not come back in that deal? Oh, my God. If you're making a move, Goop, mm-hmm. right? That's then, the move. Then you know what? Go ahead and get Farrell, the DM from Clemson, that wound up getting traded to the 49ers mm-hmm. because it's still his draft stock makes it a commodity that you can deal for. That's what I'm talking about when I'm looking at GM work because there are other GMs around the league that say, you know what, I'm either going to go all in or I'm truly going to go into a build 
and build this thing out. Like Rosen and the Eagles truly has the idea of not only how to build it, but he's going to get guys that, okay, let me swing for the fences a little bit too. But he builds correctly. Do you know why that works though? Roseman is not really a so Brent, our old cap guy, he talks about Roseman a lot. He's mm-hmm. not a football guy, he's just a business yeah. dude. Yeah. So he just listens to his football. And then our problem is, and then one thing Brent would always say is Roseman's always gonna beat people because he's a business guy, and then he just listens to the football dudes. We have football guys. The other thing to the draft with us, and then looking for people, they very rarely go outside of that Ted Ron Wolf athletic skill set they just stick to it and then the two times recently that he went outside it it burned him he took josh myers over creed humphreys which he admitted Mm. creed humphreys is a packer skill set guy and then who was it there was one more in that same draft Mm -hmm. that he missed on damn i can't remember who was oh nico collins for the texans he said physically he fits everything that of the Ted Thompson build. Collins and killing took, it right now. And I took mm-hmm. Amari Rogers and I went mm-hmm. outside of the Ted Thompson model for him. T- but then when it does work, he took Jair, which he said that's not typically a Packer cornerback because mm-hmm. of his size. But as long as he's sticking to that Ted Thompson model, there's just dudes he's not going to draft. Damn, yeah. Man. So, but that, but that's the thing that gives me pause because you you do something like Jair and then you come back with the Ted Thompson model and that lands you Kevin King. Okay. <sighs> so, all right. Remember that? Okay. So I hear the not, thing. And not some of those other guys that we know. You remember how many sacks Nick players? Perry had that year? Nick Perry mm-hmm. had 11 sacks. We got killed because Ladarius Gunther was playing cornerback on Julio in the playoffs. So to them, it was, let me go get a six, four corner. Because oh, we're man. probably going to be back in the NFC Championship, okay. which I yeah. did. When you remember that, it's like, okay, I get it. You thought Nick Perry was going to be healthy. I thought he was. I was like, oh, he finally did it. We're good. Oh, no, man. Yeah. And, but, uh, TJ, but, TJ. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we didn't know TJ was going to be TJ then. I knew TJ was going to be. I, I, no, I'm but, saying but here's, but, but here's the thing, right? I knew he was going to be good. Good. Then, you might not know. T- like, okay, I'll take that. We didn't know TJ was going to be TJ, right? Because remember, we, when we took a Mike Carroll, why did we take him? Because Randy Moss beat the brakes off us, and Ted was like, yeah. I need two cornerbacks. Who did you say again? Remember when we took – it was Randy Moss first year. Don't you we say got his destroyed, name. And they took two corners first and second oh. round. <laughs> yeah. So that's why with the – Till this day. With the but it's still, thing, I but get it's it. still – yeah, and I get it, but it's still yeah. other – there's other obvious ones that you can make a deal for. or Not, not even make a deal, even if we're just going to simply look at the draft, Right. We didn't know TJ was going to be TJ, but we knew Dalvin was going to be Dalvin. We knew Justin was going to be Justin. We knew DK was going to be DK. Where did Justin? Justin went. I think Justin went out of our range. I don't think we were even close. But but even out the DK one was was different. That I can agree with you on. DK and DK. Yeah, DK was drafted what like sixty, and we and yeah, we passed on him. Debo too. Like there there are tons of ones, but I'm just saying. It's somebody, and here's the thing. All right, Goop, you are the football guy that makes the football decisions, but this is a business, right? Somebody in that boardroom say, bring a businessman in here that can help. They're not going to. I'm telling you, because I guarantee you, they, when they, if 
Well, Goot's not going nowhere time soon. You're not letting him make these long-term no. deals and these trades if he's getting he's no, not going anywhere time soon. We got they won't make long, a move for a long-term guys. <laughs> I'm telling you, they will not make a move until Mark Murphy is hey. gone and they get a new hey, president. Listen, let me tell you something. They better watch out though, D. If I make it to Lambo and I got a couple of black champion sweatsuits in there, I'm giving one to him. I'm gonna find them in traffic. Hey, <laughs> bro, that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> well, listen. it's funny. I, look, 2025 is gonna be a good year. Um, I, I'm I'm keeping that positive. The commanders, I know throwing in there, but the commanders play the Packers in Lambo. And you already yeah. know yeah. you already yeah. know I'm hyped. Oh, yeah. I, and that's two years from now. I'm oh, like, yeah. you can't tell me anything different. That's two years from now, but I am ready. It could be 49 or it could be 12 degrees outside. I will be bundled up and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> I'll be ready to go. But no, I want to say this though. Um I agree with you on the trade, D. Like the trade with the Devontae Adam trade, the one person I felt like would have made perfect sense was Hunter um, Renfro. They're not even using Hunter now. Now, this may change with the new coach, with Antonio Pierce being there. Oh, no, they used him last week. They used him a little bit last week. They still not using him to his fullest potential. But, I mean, they they also still have a rookie quarterback there, so it's still going to take some time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I wouldn't even be surprised. Now, I don't know if the Saints would do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go back and say, look, we messed up Carr. Uh, I don't think that's the only way you get Devontae to truly, like, want to stay unless the Conley kid just really starts balling out the rest of the year. But – Look, I, I wish they didn't want to be there. Huh? 17 don't want to be there. He, no, he's trying to be nice right now. He's trying yeah, to be yeah. nice right now. <laughs> you, you, you know what the funny thing is that I think people find out that I think these guys find out um, at different points in their career and Burns just hit them on the head. They find out very quickly that this is a business. Right. Like, And you uh, effectively are going to have to make business decisions. You made one for your boy. He ain't there no more. Listen, man. Sometimes in the in the way Devontae talks, um, and Burns said it too a long time ago, you understand that he really truly is about numbers because I think he knows that the numbers are what's gonna get him to Canton after the 12 years, you know, because people are gonna start to look at that too. They're gonna say, Well, what did you do after him? It's not even fair. Well, it's, and that's why well, it's not even fair. It's like yeah, it ain't. think about he said he had to make all pro last year because he's like, I had to prove to people I can do this without air. Right. Yep. And every time you see him in an interview lately, he goes, I'm trying to do some things. I'm trying to prove something. And it's like, I get it. Well, you know what? I think the Raiders sold him a bill of goods because yeah, I don't think he makes that move knowing that cars on that cars on that. Yeah. I think they lied yeah. to him. I don't think they, I think yeah. they knew they were getting rid of a car. And they let it go. Now, here's the funny thing. I know, like they said, the Jets, like about a week ago, they, they said the Jets, the, the, the Jets tried to bring them, tried to bring them to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, they, and the Raiders just wouldn't do it. And No, they said they didn't pick up the phone. They didn't pick up the phone. They didn't pick up the phone. They said that's how they knew they thought McDaniel was going to get fired. Because mm-hmm. uh, they, they because of that. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I Look, I, my thing at this point now, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I, like I've always been a, 12, a seventeen guy, so I want to see him do well one way or the other. I, that that mm-hmm. is something I do want to see, but I, I don't know. I think for us at this point in time, we need to make sure that we have, we've got to get love the pieces to get him to where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. That's 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 gonna be my biggest concern. Before we move on to a little bit more, let's talk about our players or the or players of the game that I Can selected I just say here. Before we get to that, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The interesting thing is, if love fails, draft and develop is dead with this organization. And I think once the new president comes in, they're going to modernize the team. But if mm-hmm. love works, 
then Goot can turn around and be like, see, it, it works in 2023. So it, it's tricky. I want Love to succeed, but they got to kind of start doing what Ruck says. They're like, look, you got to take these dudes that you know can play now or find some way to mix it up. You get a dude that can play now, and then maybe in a different round, you, t- you take a guy that you can draft and develop. Because this is, I love Gary, but we can't afford to draft these guys in the first round anymore and hope they produce in year three and yeah, four. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And with then you. try to be get them on that cheap contract. It worked mm-hmm. with Devontae, it worked with Gary. Mm-hmm. It's not working with Dylan, it's not working with Degara. They've oh, got to modernize in a bit. They they got, doing this. Some some of these guys they have to cut bait. And and the thing is why I'm so hard on Matt, too, is because people like Degara were people that he wanted, he clamored for. Well, here's the thing. I still don't know what the truth is when it comes to that. Because we were told after the draft by Goot was he wanted those that Matt wanted those first three picks. But mm-hmm. now if I'm Matt and I was just in the NFC championship, no, I'm trying. Once I saw that man cry that Aaron was leaving, I was like, something's not right. And I'm still mad to this day that Mark Murphy changed the, the structure where the coach doesn't report to the GM. So Goop, for all we know, is drafting dudes. And Matt's like, why are you giving me these dudes? They don't feel no, like Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> like, they have to go back to, to the traditional, the coach mm-hmm. and the GM are aligned scheme-wise, the type of players mm-hmm. we want. Yeah. Because this ain't working. Because I saw a report, they can easily let go of Matt. And mm-hmm. there's talks that it could happen. Goot is safe. Yeah. 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 So listen, the thing is, is that all those things are plausible and they should be in play. As much as I clamor about Goot, I understand structurally it's going to be harder for him to go first. Yeah. Right. So Matt is. Here's the thing. People, especially the board, at some point, they're going to realize not only do we need to modernize things. But maybe some of these things that we have done have just not been the right thing. Right. I think they're looking at this season and even going into next offseason and saying, well, listen, this is your guy in terms of a love. He has to develop. Maybe they're not going to be in, in terms of wins right now, but they're going to want to see the development because they're going to want to know why you chose this guy. And here's the other thing that the board is just like us as a fan base. They're not used to this. So if they're not used to it, it's not going to make sense for them to continue to go. You told me a couple years ago, a team that continually stands pat and goes in the winning column every year. That's what we do, whether we go to a Super Bowl or not. They're not going to tolerate losing. This no, isn't the Jets. Russ, they this isn't care. the Browns. This, this is Russ, not it. He, Murphy doesn't answer to them at all. Jay Glazer said it once. He was like, Mark Murphy is the is a regular dude with the exact same power as an NFL owner. <laughs> that president dude. title with the Green Bay Packers, they said yep. he's a de facto owner of the Packers, and he answers to nobody. Mm-hmm. So, and Goot is his dude. You hired him. Like, you essentially ran off Elliot Wolf for this dude. Stupid. Which Stupid. I thought should have been the dude, because when <laughs> he left, he took Alonzo Hightower with him, and that was the only dude that would hold Aaron accountable. Man, I love L.A. Wolf. I wanted L.A. Wolf so, to be the guy so bad. I wanted him to be the guy so bad. With Mark being basically the owner and Goot is his boy, Goot could do whatever he wants until 2025. Well, he better figure it well, out because he got two years. Two. It's, it's going to be hellfire to pay if 25, if 25 don't start off right. 
I'm telling you, you gotta now. sign somebody big. You gotta land somebody you big. Now, yeah, you do. If somebody you do. big don't come in that door entering 2025, and after week five of the season, it's gonna be hell to pay. Yeah, some people, some people, heads are gonna roll. Heads are gonna yeah. roll. It's gonna be some furniture moving. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I like that's a good one. But look, before we move on to our next part, real quick, we'll go with our players of the game from the last game or my players of the game from the last game. So all right, first I had to go with my boy Aaron Jones. Now I know Easy. we could probably go, we could probably go with you know love based off of numbers, but I'm gonna tell you this. I gotta preach my, my word here. If it wasn't for Aaron Jones, I don't think we win that game. And mm-hmm. maybe oh, we'd have won. It's just been 10 to 3. Anyway, I just I feel like you gotta have you you need that veteran playmaker on the offense true veteran play the one that you can trust no matter what and even though the numbers don't look super sexy y'all we got enough out of aaron jones to really give i think jordan what he needed in that game i love well, what I, was huge yeah yeah i, I loved mm-hmm. everything from it i was like it was very important very very important for aaron jones to kind of get back out there to have that threat uh and you got to have that threat on the offense when you didn't have anything you got the young guns and you're like all right well what are they going to do and i feel like the young guns thrive from it you know so it was good to see aaron jones out there on the defensive side of the ball, I went with my little cousin, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Simone Biles? I, I, I went, I missed the Simone Biles, man. You know, look, look, my cousin went out there, had eight tackles, had a sack, had a quarterback hit. He was, he was playing really good football. And you know what's funny? Like, I, when I've been watching him this year, I, I, I've said to myself, you know what, man? It, it's nice to see an orange on the back of the jersey. I can go buy his jersey and feel good about buying his jersey because you know what? My last name is Owens, and if he hits the road, I'm still good. But with all that being said, I really do like what I've seen for him this year. I know it hasn't been overly the top, like, greatness, but he's been a really reliable, you know, solid safety for the team so far this mm-hmm. year. So I wanted to give him his love and a shout-out on that one, but um, cool. yeah, it, it was cool. My little cousin, Jonathan Owens, man. I, look, I took a picture of him last year when they went to, when the Commanders played the Texans. I said, oh, that last name was. Okay, that's pretty cool, you know, and then, you know, there it is. He's family or something like that anyway uh <laughs> but i wanted to make sure we got that in here look mm-hmm. packers packers take on the steelers this week now i got my girl d chambers coming on here uh she is going to help me give the three keys to victory for the steelers and the three keys to victory for the packers on my end but i want to hear from you fellas i want to hear um your thoughts head into the pittsburgh game it's going to be a tough game mike tomlin is no He's no easy. Is hey, look one of the best coaches in the league, if not the best. The man does not have a losing record in the um mm-hmm. in his in the coaching tenure. He's so underrated for a guy that has a Super Bowl ring and has been so successful. Uh, so D, I start with you first though. What are your thoughts going into the Steeler game? Uh, what do you want to see from the boys heading into this game? The biggest thing that I want to see in a game like this, I want to see if we are really capable of playing football. And what I mean by that, this is going to be a physical game. Can our, can our big boys up front on both sides of the ball do some different things and show that at least at the end of it, we know we have the physical attributes to play the game. Schemes and stuff will come. I want to see who plays. I want to see what that defensive line looks like if, if 97 is not on it this week because we got some guys. Huh? He's back? He practiced. Quay didn't practice, and Jaya didn't practice either. Oh, that's what. Oh, Jaya never practiced. So Jaya never practiced. Yeah, Quay. I don't expect Quay to be there, but I. But again, because we're in the love area, I want to see the youth. I do want to see them get better. I want to see Vaness play more snaps. I want to see what he has. So 
this season is about evaluating. I mean, we can beat the Steelers because they have shaky quarterback play. They don't and score neither. <laughs> for whatever reason, they don't outside, run the ball too well. Outside of so, the corners ain't good either. No. Yeah. I, they, they don't run the ball well. I don't know what has happened with Najee, um, but – Hey, I listen. I will take it as a team coming in. Hey, look, like I, I'll take it. So I just want to, I just want to see if we got some fight, some real fight, you know? Because there were points of the Rams game that I'm looking and I'm like, man, like we, yeah. we really gotta, we gotta get some people on the ground, like off offensive line. Like we, I need some people to be on the ground. Right. Jersey's dirty a little bit, you know. We so we had in, part of the game. Ryan and they took him out all after seven plays. That dude was more than people. <laughs> I, I, yo, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, it's, is, uh, is Campbell anywhere near close or what? what he, what's he going practiced on? today. Okay. I was surprised he didn't get traded at the deadline. Oh man, I, I'm well, I don't know, maybe because he, so, he was nicked up heading into it. They've so. proven to me, they've proven to me, Goo has proven to me that some investments he's willing to sit on. Because he invested in he invested in Campbell just like you did with Rasul. Now yeah. I clearly think that, and y'all tell me what y'all feel, but I feel like Rasul's mouth is what got him out of Green Bay. I 100 percent agree. I, I hate to say it, but I because you can't agree. point at his play because <laughs> he was bad. I 100. They don't like that around there. They've never no. been about that. Mm-hmm. You know the mouth like Z started doing that towards the end. That's why Z is was in That's Minnesota. Why Z grew yeah, yeah, I mean like. The only person that Martell has been it gone. The only person they let get away with that is Aaron because Aaron, and he technically didn't get ready because guess what? He ain't there no more. Well, he got really he got really mouthed towards that last year and a half. Yeah, and they like, tolerated yeah, it. Like, yeah, they tolerated yeah. it because he's Aaron Rodgers. But I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Like yeah. they and and I hate it because he was like uh, Burns said he's our he was like our vocal leader on defense. Yeah, and for you not we, to have we, him we, is tough. But and yeah. you need those do and I think. That's the other side of it. You need guys like that. You that brings toughness. But if y'all go ahead and say it, just go ahead and say it. Go ahead, man. I'll it's never, okay. I'll We're never forget. I was say it, pay, it pays him D to say something against Goop. Look at it. I love ahead, the man. turmoil. We, we, we in a safe forget. space. I was watching an interview with Martellus Bennett, <laughs> and it wasn't anybody who was taking knees and stuff. And and he didn't even knee. He just put the fist up. That a security guard that pulled him to the side said, "Sir, I've been here for thirty years. It's not that kind of place. They're gonna get rid of you." And he had, and he eventually got so bad he requested to leave. And it's just like, I get it. You want to, you know, appease this to this town. You gotta let people be people, man. You gotta let people be themselves. Like you know, you, you know what that is too. Like twenty three gets away with it because they think it's nonsense. Because he say a lot of oh, because he said twenty three. Ain't no substance to it. Yeah, he go. Yeah, he. They think it's cute. Be like, he got shades on. He like a young rapper. He like a young rapper. Yeah. But Rasul was saying some stuff that made sense. People was like, wait, wait, all right, let me go ask Matt that. And they was like, oh no. But you see, Matt was like, he said stuff that need to be said. I think it's management that can't handle it. No, they ain't like that. And in, in that town, you just look, fellas. They got Applebee's you, and that's it. When you when you get to go, <laughs> fellas, when y'all get to go to Glambo, I promise you, it is the biggest high school game, in my opinion. Like the the culture feel. Like when you get there, 
It's like there, there's trees. It's like you literally walk across the street. There's a whole neighborhood there. Like like your normal suburban neighborhood is right across the street from the stadium. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is up there. And I mean, and everybody was super nice. Don't get me wrong. They were kind. They were, hey, man, come and get a brat, bro. I mean, that's that's what it was when I was up there. It was cool. But you also you got to be able – you can't bring that, that militant stuff around. I can't really? be up there like, yeah, man, what's up, brother? Like, I can't start tossing. You can't do that. You Did can't you do watch it. the shareholders meeting from three years ago? Mark Murphy said, and you know what? We need more diversity and inclusion in the front office. Yo, that crowd got so silent. And he was like – and he, he thought they was going to clap. And he goes – he said again, we need more diversity, inclusion in the front office. Nothing. Silence. And I Crickets. was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you see somebody oh. up there with a with a uh, BML pen, that's Brat Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> get, that, get that right. Hey, that's hilarious. Brat hey, Lives Matter. That's great. I'm telling you. That's great. <laughs> like, you know, think about it. They don't even got a Max Crosby type dude on that team. They don't want. They don't even want Woo. to play. Hey, that brings that listen. brings such a happiness to my heart. <laughs> D is a listen. fool, bro. <laughs> Brock lies, man. He, but D right though. Oh, that's great. <laughs> as long as you ain't acted up. We saw what happened to AJ Dillon. They about to him AJ Dillon. Yo. You, just, you just started running back in the team. They be like, all right, hold up, wait a minute, buddy. Oh, and he tried to on. play like. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to think of a better word because I was gonna say something <laughs> else. But he tried to play the good old boy like he was just doing his job. No. You trying no. to tell you can't tell me you didn't know that I was AJ Dillon. You live in Green you know, Bay, <laughs> and you did that and thought you. And then remember he pushed him too. He pushed him too. And I remember he, he got too. on Twitter and Z said, "Lucky it wasn't me because he'd have got laid out." <sighs> Boy, I'm telling you, man, it's funny. I miss Z. I do. I do I miss, miss Z too. Z was my guy, man. He, I thought he, he's one of those guys that brought great energy to the team, and I, I, I really do. I really do. I don't even know where he's at now. He's in Cleveland. Uh, He's Cleveland. in Cleveland. He's in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Cleveland's got a really good defense, so mm-hmm. that doesn't completely surprise me. Man, but I do miss him. I do miss him. Man, look. So, Burns, I head to you. Um, Before we uh, wrap this bad boy up, wh- what are your thoughts on the game? How are you feeling uh, about, you know, the Packers' chances coming into this week? What, do, what are you looking for? What do you want to see? Something happened tomorrow. I want to see. Oh, he, I okay, want, he disappeared. Came back. Are you good? <laughs> I want Jordan to throw for three hundred yards. Okay, I like that. Six Woo. touchdowns, mm. and then we lose. You said six touchdowns, and then we lose. Then we yeah. lose. I told you. Pick oh, you five. Oh yeah, 10. that's right. That's right. He's trying to get the picks. He pick five through ten. Pick five through ten. So now I got to ask you this, Burns. So we get no, but picks. in all seriousness, that um, I want us to win. I, I always said Jordan got to get the six, seven wins to be safe. You got to stay out of Drake May, Caleb Williams territory. Yeah, you don't want them problems. Because if you get there, then it's a problem. Then yeah. they're going to they, they look at it, especially they, May. They're going to look. Because <laughs> May look like they tight. They look, they're, look not gonna go, they're not going brown back to back. You're not going to do the wrong. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If, if this, indeed, help me out, because I know you know this movie. Right. Ah, draft day. Yeah, with Kevin Costner. This is giving me the feel. I listen, I don't know so much about Mr. May, but I know, I know it's about to be a whole Mel Kuiper circuit on this young man. And it's gonna be horrible because Goot is gonna bite the bait. He's no, gonna I'm be like, saying it's about May. He's gonna be like, you know what? The arm is legit. 
Yes, arm is legit. I don't he, know if he's pay, playing the best competition in the ACC. No, nope. but the arm is legit. It's Trubisky. No, I, no he's not. No, no, no. Because at least I mean, Trubisky had one I'm, season. May's done it for two years. No, yeah, May's that's done true. It for three years, and May had SEC teams offering him big time NIL money, and he turned it down. So I give him that. Yeah, I don't know, man. But if if <laughs> if they get up to top, if they get three. Goop might start making some phone calls trying no, to move man. up. Thankfully, thankfully Chicago set the bar so high. He wouldn't even take Caleb. No, no, you're not going two brown in a row. You're not doing that. That's funny. You're not going two brown in a row. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might hey, get some. Hey, D, BML. Murphy will step in and be like, I, I gave you one. I think he I had a white t-shirt. mama. You're not getting two. <laughs> Damn. Hey, I think I want that T-shirt, man. Or bro, bro, like, no, we need to make that. We need to make that. <laughs> hey, bro, somebody go see this and be like, hey, I got to hey. steal that before they get that out there. <laughs> hey, when the dog put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, I just need to see progress. Right. I think yeah. – and, and Matt and Jordan actually got to sit down and be like, look, we're both going to lose our jobs if we don't know yeah, yeah. progress. Hey, you – hey, y'all, y'all – let me ask y'all this question because I, I don't see it, right? I don't see the closeness that I thought I would see with them. I see the hugging. I see the hugging. It's it's a little yeah. weird. I, I see what yeah. you're saying. It looks bit. uncomfortable though. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like I it think, should look a little bit better. I think he's more Goot's boy than he's Matt's boy. Remember Goot being in the um in the tunnel mm-hmm. after that beer? I think he's Goot's boy more than he's Matt. Matt didn't want Aaron going. Matt wanted Aaron. Like my yeah, man, remember he cried. He did not cry. He cried. He know, he know what happened. Hey, listen, you ain't gonna take the dude that make me look good. Oh, damn, you did. You know what I bring a point? Matt's not a, a, a teaching coach. I went back and I read the press release when they hired him. And it was all about his play calling, play design. Hmm. I don't think he's a teacher. And you can see it in his coaching staff. You can see it in the way the players the players are making a lot of dumb mistakes. Dumb stuff. And they're making them over and over again. I don't think this happens with a Mike Tomlin team. I don't think this happens with a Pete Carroll team. Those are the teachers. He's not a he's not not only is he not his teacher, it doesn't look like he's a player player's coach. Oh no, he's a player's coach. He defends the hell out of him in that sense. Ah, but but so here's the thing. I think players' coaches have a great balance between defending them and holding them accountable. Oh, I don't think he holds him accountable. I don't nah, think he does that. I agree with I that. I think they do what they want. Yeah, he, he, it just it feels like it. I mean, I know I saw the little post game, and you know he was giving out the awards and stuff like that. But even then, it just felt like it didn't seem like they was really with it. Yeah, they were there. I mean, they were happy about the win. It just I don't it seemed know, awkward. It did seem awkward, and I I I need, and I don't know if it ever happened because I mean we just know how the Green Bay Packer way is. Um, I but I need somebody in there. That's, Man, I would drool for an Antonio Pierce right now. They'll never like, do it. And, and it's and it's uh, and it's yeah. one and it's and it's only one game, but his vibe is like wow, that's the guy, the Dan Campbells of the world. I need so, that type of guy. So but I know me, that's not let happening. Let me say this, right? And and I'll say this because I said it on, you know, uh don't shoot the messenger. We probably roasted Dan Campbell for a good 15, 20 minutes for that opening press conference. And boy, do I have to say that I was wrong. Because whatever kneecaps he said he was biting, they biting too. Yep. And they have completely bought in to, like you said, D, the vibe, the culture. Um, there are very few coaches in the league that still have that type of 
connection. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's why they're some of the best teams. I think you look at the Lions, you look at the Ravens, uh, you look at the, the 49ers that you get with the yeah, and that that's what's funny to me because somebody like Shanahan, for all he is and all his father was, listen, he's staying for whatever quarterback he got in there, and he's staying yep. for his guys. So that that's kind of different to me too, but. I mean, Matt, and it just it has to be a coaching change. Do you Not, remember? It's just got to be something. Do you remember what Robert Sala said after last year after they beat us? He basically called Matt Soft. He said, if you take this team into the deep waters, and for all you wrestling fans, you know what that term is. Yep. You take them into the deep waters, you drown them, they're not going to try to swim back up. They're not going to fight. And that's, I'm like, that's not what this we want. man was your best want. man at your wedding. And that's how you classify his team. And I see it with Matt. Like, mm-hmm. if that's his personality, that's his personality. But teams take on the personality of coaches. Coach. Best man at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Best man at the I wedding. Mean, like, look. I mean, hey, look at, look at the Jets. Look yeah. at the Jets. They don't give up. They, they tough. They, I, I, I'll, I'll give them that. They, tough. they are a tough team. It, it, it doesn't matter what, what they're doing. And they have fully embraced that culture and that, and that tenacity that Salah has. I mean, listen. Another another person that we could say has done and or has been underrated. Look at what D'Amico's doing in Houston. I That's when I usually get coach of the year. I love what man. You talk about them taking on the identity of their coach, and and how fitting was it to be the place that he played at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which is another great thing. But I think there are other coaches around the league that you can get on your staff. To get the best, I think like uh, Antonio Paris, um, like you you look at um, Aaron Glenn, Deuce, you know, like you know how who I would love to see be our offensive coordinator. I know it never happened, Burns, but it's just in my head. Byron Leftwich, I think he would do wonders. I don't think that's that's something. I don't think I I think that's a possibility. It's just as long as they're not boisterous and loud, they'll take them. Yeah. And they're not cheap because Matt did say he wanted his his first defense coordinator. He he wanted somebody else. They made him keep Patton because they didn't want to pay Patton to just sit on the you know he had like two years left on the contract. Right. Cheap. It took us getting that special teams debacle against 49ers for them to actually oh. pay for a special mm-hmm. teams coach. They cheap. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think the next president has to sell this organization on like, look, y'all gotta open up the purse strings. Like and not just a on little bit. cap stuff, but just paying coaches because they notoriously don't want to pay coaches. Mm-hmm. They got just a little bit, fellas. I mean, that's all we really asking for. But you know, look, there's the thing. I mean, the future, the future could be bright, and then it might not be. And I think right now, um, you know, we're still optimistic, and we're here week ten of the NFL season, y'all. And I'm excited. I'm so glad that I was able to have my guys with me today. My man Randall Burns. My well, man you got to ask Ruck real quick. What do you want to see from the game? Ruck, Ruck, I asked Ruck first. Oh, yeah, okay. I, told, I, I told you I really want to see that. Yeah. I want to see them play football. I want to see them fight. I want to see somebody show some, some type of toughness on the team because the other thing that we haven't talked about and, and that I think is very important is – at, in week 10 or approaching week 10, what is our, is our identity? Right. That's a good point. You know? What's That's our identity? 
And and I think it's it it really looks at you have to have something, especially when you're a young team. And and hell, I would really even take it, guys, if the identity was for us to be young and undisciplined. I'd take that too. At least it it, is. At least no, I don't think that's the tag. Oh, you yet. mean like you mean unruly? Because I would say we get penalized yeah, all the time. Yeah. I, I would I would think I would think that too, because again, even that type of label sends a message to the other teams. Oh yeah. Like at least, okay, yeah, they're gonna do stupid stuff, but you know what? They not they're, they're not gonna you. lay down. And I think that's that's the thing. They but sent that, that to Buffalo. With, yeah. Well, there it is. I mean, look, that and that, like I said, we'll see, fellas. I mean. It's our, we're still, I don't know, not early anymore. It's midway through. So we're going to see what they do. They've got, um, they got Pittsburgh this week. They got the Chargers next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Kansas City's coming around the corner. I think week 13, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. is, yep. is Kansas. I, I don't know who week 12 is, and I'm having a blank on that. But we got a little bit more. We got a lot more to bring y'all. Y'all, the season's still midway through. We got more Packers talk to bring you over the next, um, over, well, at least up until the draft. So we're going to be bringing it on and off between now and the draft, uh, and then a little bit during the offseason. But, I like to thank my man D Ruck for coming in, my man Randall B for coming in this bad boy, so we could talk uh, Packers football and just kind of give y'all insight as we head into Week Ten of the NFL season. Now it's time for my girl D Chambers. We're gonna talk it up. We're gonna talk about the Packers and the Steelers. Who wins this game? Here next on Green and Gold over everything. Here we are. Here we are. It is time for the preview, y'all. We got Packers, Steelers, rematch of Super Bowl 45. It seems like forever ago now, uh, <laughs> probably for Steelers and Packers fans because it's the last time both teams went to the Super Bowl. So it has been a long time since we even had a chance to taste that type of glory. But uh, we got uh, another good matchup between these two teams. I mean, these two teams, the last couple of years, the last couple of times that they faced each other, uh, it's been a tight contest or, you know, some 32 to 35, whatever. I mean, it's been crazy. But today I have the wonderful, the amazing D Chambers joining me today <laughs> to talk Steelers and Packers. And I am beyond, beyond excited to have her with me. D, how's okay. everything going? Everything's going good. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are number two in their division, and so like it, it's so far so good. And the the best division in football, I might add, the AFC North. Yes, yes, the the best division in football. In my power rankings this week, I have all four teams in wow. the top ten. And nobody and, and, believes in us, man. I tell you, we yeah, just we've been there by happenstance if we ask people. <laughs> I call it the Tomlin effect. I, I feel like people don't realize how important Mike Tomlin is. Sorry, y'all. The mic uh, fell, out, fell out right there. But people don't realize how important Mike Tomlin is. Um, uh-huh. You know, uh, people would be drooling out of the side of their mouths if they could have a coach that has never had a losing season <laughs> at the helm. Uh, and I think sometimes he's underappreciated, which is the crazy part. Yes. Uh, two Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl ring, and then still – underappreciated at times that's the part that kind of blows my mind d yeah i look i deal with still fans all the time they always want him fired and they they still do and look that man would be unemployed for seconds <laughs> seconds right, okay. right it wouldn't take long and and just to give you all heads up d does a little bit of everything she's the host of steelers chat she's gonna be our steelers inside of the day sports and coffee i, I can go on and on on the wonderfulness of d chambers i'm not gonna keep breaking i'm a bumper up I, I have to because she's amazing but 
D, we got a lot to get into real quick, and um, I want to go ahead and get into this preview, and uh, I want to get your three keys. How do the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Green Bay Packers on Sunday uh, at the former ketchup bottle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, running the ball. It's gun. That's essential. Um, they had they did a good job last week against uh, the Titans and running the ball with Jalen and Najee. That tandem, I had high hopes at the beginning of the season. They haven't been able to get it going. They got it going really well last week. That is the key. Um, we all know you got my man TJ Watt up here, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, which also he gets left off a lot, but he's been the most consistent. TJ is like the most dynamic. The, the, the He makes the huge, huge plays, but consistently it's been Alex Highsmith. Those two together are just been, have been phenomenal and they have to be phenomenal again on Sunday and minimize the penalties. If you saw the last two games, we saw the penalties with Jacksonville. They were some of them were questionable, but then all the penalties against the Titans to just kept the Titans in the game and push the Titans down the field. We have to stop that uh, this week. They ca it cannot happen. See, and and I feel you on that. I mean, it's it's you know th they have been grind out games for Pittsburgh, and and, and we yeah. talked a little bit about this before the show. Like, uh, you know, it's been a grind out year for both teams, I think, to an extent. But you know, Pittsburgh has grinded two wins. Uh, for the for the for the most part, and and that's what you want. Um, you know, I agree with you 100 percent on your on your keys here. Uh, and and for the Packers, you know, being able to contain High Smith and and Watt are going to be a huge, huge thing. You got it. You got to keep them away from Jordan Love as much as possible. And you know, watching last year, or for me, it's always hurt my feelings because I always felt T.J. Watt was supposed to be a Packer. Mm. Uh, he was there for the taking. I remember the draft. I said, man, he's right there. Go grab him. And then the Packers traded back uh, to get Kevin King mm. and, and and Josh Jones, who are no longer Packers. Yeah. I, don't even think Kevin, <laughs> I don't even think Kevin King is in the I was league. like, where are they now? <laughs> I don't know where they are. Josh Jones went somewhere, man. And, look, and it hurt my heart because he was there. And I'm like, he's going to change everything. And they traded. And in the very next pick, Pittsburgh swooped up another future Pittsburgh Steeler Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer in TJ Watt. But that's just me getting a little bit hurt by that. Uh, but, yes, I agree with you 100 percent on your keys. And I really think um, if the Packers want to do anything, they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to find ways to contain them mostly. And now looking on my side of things here, yeah. how, do the, how do the Packers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? And I know people are going to say, Darrell, you've put this number one each week, but it's the truth. And it's gonna stay number one until <laughs> and it's gonna stay number one until I until I feel otherwise. Jordan Love's decision making must must improve. It must mm -hmm. continue mm -hmm. to improve is what I probably should say. You know, last week we saw a lot better uh, or a, okay. a better a better Jordan Love. He went twenty, I believe it was uh, twenty two for twenty six, and then he had two hundred twenty five yards, something in that range. But he was more efficient. And then, of course, mm -hmm. number two, which is the most important part of this keep Aaron Jones heavily involved. And that is a big part of the reason why Jordan Love was a lot better last week against the Rams. And then my favorite part of this one, number three, contain <laughs> TJ Watt. Do Good not luck. let, do not, do not let TJ Watt go kookanutty against this Green Bay Good Packers luck. offensive line. And that's the part I'm worried about, D. 
I'm worried yeah, well, about him look, going crazy. I, I'll tell you, to, to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you have a successful run game, I don't know why teams do this. The Rams did this. The Ravens kind of did this. Don't stop running the ball against them. They're not really great. They're not the best at stopping the run. Um, they were. They, they For some reason, they're good at stopping Derrick Henry. He, he, had, he was under 100 yards. He did have a touchdown last week. But, like, don't stop running the ball if you're successful at it against the Pittsburgh Steelers because you will lose. They will figure out a way to – to get you some way somehow and TJ Watt and Alex Hosmith tend to be on the opposite side of uh, on the reason why that happens. So if you guys are successful at running the ball, I, I behoove you to keep doing it. If you want to win the football game. <laughs> but it, that's, and that's the funny part, but I think that's a lot of teams nowadays. Do you see, yeah. like you'll see a team that's doing something really well and they tend, if they get comfortable leads or something, they tend to go away from it and it could be running. It's like, oh, we're going to pass the ball now. Why? Why yeah. are we passing the ball now? Like I don't keep doing don't- <laughs> Keep doing what got you there. Keep doing yeah. what got you to that point. I mean, it look, it's 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 going to be um an interesting game on Sunday. And I and like I said, I'm excited. I for me, I know the last time the Packers played them, they did win, but the two times before then, it was some ugly man, it just some heartbreaking ones. I mean, Big Ben just had the number, and I think Big Ben was just mad for Super Bowl 45, and I understand completely. I would have been mad too. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it should be another good one. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Now, before we go, and, and like I said, D, I really appreciate you coming on because you're the absolute best. Um, you, what is your outlook for the team? Right now, sitting at five and three. Uh, we're halfway through the season. Um, you know, right now, they're in the playoffs. Uh, if the playoffs were to start today, uh, and a very extremely tough, and I hate to, I'm not even going to say, but it's still wide open, yeah. still wide open NFC, uh, AFC North. What are your thoughts on the team the rest of the way of the season? Um, so here's, I've been, I've been looking at it um, with the remaining schedule and I had a splitting with everybody in the division and even, and we have everybody in the division still to play again for the second time. Well, actually, no, we have five more games in the division because we haven't played the Bengals yet. Mm-hmm. Even if we win, I mean, even if we lose four of those five divisional games, we're still looking at 10 and seven. And that's where I had us at the lowest for the season. And if we lose four of those games, which I had us splitting with everybody in the division anyway, we still could potentially be in the playoffs. It's still I the mean, way the AFC totality <laughs> is matching up. They could still be a wild card at the least, you know, so. Um, the great thing about the AFC North is everybody in the AFC North has to play each other. Uh, yeah. So they're going to be knocking each other out. It's not so much the other teams. It's more so that battle within the division. It's going to so, go. Well, sorry, about the for, it's, it, Yeah, I was like, I don't know who we root for. I don't know if we root for Cleveland to beat uh, Baltimore, which I think so. Uh, you know, I was like, we want, we want <laughs> Cleveland to beat Baltimore. We want Cincinnati. Like, we haven't. It, it's a while. But 10 and 7 is always going to be the floor for me with this team. And I think they can still do that sitting at 5 and 3 right now. Well, you know, D, um, this is going to be the hardest, hardest division to pick from week to week if they're playing against each other. You can yeah. literally take a, a coin, flip that sucker in the air and say, OK, I guess you're the winner this week. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's crazy because even if backup quarterbacks are playing, or who, it just doesn't matter. And the AFC North is going to be a drag out fight. Uh, you know, maybe Joe Burrow has an off week and, and Kenny Pickett is going off or, you know, Deshaun Watson and PJ Walker steps up and does his thing. You know, it just, you know, um, you know, the Ravens have been playing really good. But you gotta you look know. at the defenses in this division. Like these yeah. defenses, I mean, yes, Joe Burrow is playing, has you know, they're coming up to speed and they're they're playing great football. 
But, I mean, Cleveland's defense is crazy. Baltimore's defense is crazy. You know what Pittsburgh Steelers' defense can do when when they turn it on. So um, it's just it's a crazy division. And I try to tell people the AFC North was going to be that division. People didn't want to hear me. They're like, oh, no, Pittsburgh's going to suck. Cleveland's this, this, that. Nah. No, I never count. I never count on Mike Tomlin. Never count on Mike Tomlin. Truly a gauntlet division, and I, you can say whatever you want, but no, no, there's no division adding up to what they got going on right now in the AFC North. Agreed, agreed. I never count on Mike Tomlin. He proved it last year when it looked like all hope was lost and that he wasn't going to yeah, get two and uh, seven, three and seven. Like, come on, now. <laughs> yeah. And then they won the last four <laughs> games. So he. And then they won the last four games to make sure he wasn't below 500. I, I, there's just it's just something about you know the Tomlin magic, as I'm going to call it, and it's just it's it's a really good thing to see. He's one of my favorite coaches in the league. I wish he was coaching in Green Bay. Uh, and yes, that is a knock on Matt, Matt Lafleur. I wish he was. Ta- I wish he was coaching in Green Bay. I've always been a Mike Tomlin fan. You know, he went to William and Mary, which is right down the road from me, about 45 minutes, and mm-hmm. uh, and so it's always good to see. Uh, you know. Uh, him as a great coach. I'm not trying to steal your coach technically, but he does look good in green, green and gold. We've seen it in the past when he was. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, but he has. <laughs> but he did. He did look good in green and gold back in the '90s. And I mean, if he ever decides to make that leap again, by all means. <laughs> look, everybody. Look, it has been a wonderful episode here of Green and Gold over everything, and it was my absolute pleasure to have Miss D Chambers with me, the host of Steelers Chat. D love sports, y'all. If you don't know that, you need to go check her out. D, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, I'm on all social media, D Love Sports. You can check out uh, D Love Sports on, on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, D Love Sports. And come on, you can join us for Sports and Coffee. And you can watch uh, the Steelers chat on YouTube. So come on over and join me. Go. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. Always D, look, D, D my homie. You know, like, it's funny. Like, we finally got a chance to meet back. Uh, during XFL season, I've yes. been, been an admirer from afar watching her work. Finally got a chance to meet during then. It was it was a real lot of fun. She did one-on-one with us a couple months ago. That was a really good episode. We had a lot of fun mm-hmm. catching up, learning about Miss D Chambers. And now you know, she's out there still doing her thing, rocking and rolling, y'all. Y'all watch out for Miss D Chambers. Y'all make sure y'all check her out. You make sure you go follow her pages. You make sure you get some sports and coffee. You get your Steelers chat. You get it all. Make sure you get, get it all. It. Get it all. <laughs> I'm Darrell Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network. This has been Green and Go Over Everything. Once again, D Chambers, thank you so much, my love, for coming on. Thank we you, man. Thank we you, will man. see you all next time.